Sellers is the most challenging part of the process. Yes, online arbitrage deals will find you deals that will make a profit and Bible Pro is going to accelerate your sourcing whichever way you do it. But now you've got some stock incoming or you've loaded up the car and you need to get it ready for Amazon. So lots of Amazon sellers say this is the part they were most cautious about at first. There's some conflicting information out there, not to mention Amazon are quite generic in their training. It's almost always the way that your first shipment has an issue not covered by them. So by the end of today, you'll be confident in what you need to do. And after a couple of shipments, you'll be doing it in your sleep. So take advantage of being able to sit back and listen as you'll be up on your feet packing all that stock in no time. So first of all, let's talk about adding your newfound ASINs to your Amazon inventory. So before you get the box cutters and the tape ready, Amazon need to know how you plan to sell your products on their marketplace and that you need to that you intend to sell them in the first place. So in 2021, Amazon changed the interface for this. So a lot of third party training out there isn't completely up to date, but we're going to be talking about the latest version. So adding a product is quick and easy, but you need to make sure that you select the correct options. So firstly, log into your Seller Central account and hover over the inventory tab. Then you can click on add a product and you'll bring up a page to search for the listing in the Amazon catalog. By this point, you should know that it is listed on Amazon. And if it's not, then you need to listen to day two again to go through that in a bit more detail. So the easiest and safest way to find it on Amazon is using the ASIN assigned to your item. This avoids selecting the wrong product or the wrong version or the listing and having listing issues further down the line. So the ASIN is shown on the Amazon page for the listing or if you use Bible Pro, you can skip the first two steps and go straight to the offer page. There's a handy seller central section in the panel that has a link to add your products right from the Amazon page. If you don't use the ASIN and search for the name of the um, product, you might well be presented with more than one option. So you need to make sure you you select the correct one at that point. If you don't and your item doesn't match the listing, at best you'll have to have it returned to you and at worst you'll disappoint a customer. Now remember, Amazon put customers at the heart of everything so we don't want to be poking that bear. You'll be putting your account at risk too as well as a likely poor review. So the next option you'll see is the offer page. The seller SKU is optional and mostly used by private label sellers and it's for sellers who want to keep track of their inventory within their own system. So feel free to start cataloging with your own codes. If you leave it blank, Amazon will just generate one for you and that's what most online arbitrage sellers do. We'll talk about pricing in a bit more detail on the next uh, podcast, but basically you need to input the price you wish to list the product for. In your analysis, you will have determined what price you're happy to sell at to make the profit that you want. You can change that price at any time, just enter a starting price. The country or region of origin is the country in which the product was manufactured or assembled. Most products will have that on the packaging, but it might also be on the Amazon listing itself. Next, select the condition of the items you've sourced and who is fulfilling the item. If you're using the FBM model, select the first option, otherwise choose Amazon. If you select the wrong one and continue, you can always alter that in your inventory screen later on the listings options drop down. So when you're selling through the FBA route, Amazon require you to make sure your products have the correct labelling. You may be asked to choose which barcode or label you will provide. So some products don't give you this option as Amazon are happy to use the manufacturer's barcode to scan into your inventory. They may also only give you the option for an Amazon barcode, which they'll provide for you to print. 
If you get the choice, we'd advise using an Amazon barcode as this will avoid the potential for Amazon to make any listing errors. And that's it. A simple process and even simpler if you use Buybot Pro. Give it a few minutes and the product will appear in your inventory list. The Amazon Seller app offers the same function. Simply scan the label of a product and when in the product screen, choose list at the bottom of the screen and then just follow exactly the same process. Either way, you now have a product ready to prep and ship. So let's talk about labeling your goods. So labeling your goods for Amazon FBA. First things first, you need to label your products so Amazon can assign them to your account and your listing. So labeling carefully is a must. Whether you use a specific labeling machine or you print sheets of labels with a printer, this is the only way that Amazon will know that a product you send in is yours. So don't get hung up on getting the fanciest labeling machine on the market. A normal desktop printer will do the job at the start. Using a laser printer or a labeler is preferable though as the ink from an inkjet printer can smear and make the labels legible potentially losing you stock and even shipments. So there are two easy ways to print item labels, either from your manage inventory page or during the shipping creation process. The labels you use for your items are also known as FN SKU labels, and they contain a code which is unique to your item within the Amazon fulfillment network. The easiest way, especially if you're using a desktop printer, is to print your labels from your inventory page. If you have several different products to send into Amazon, this will keep you organized and mean you aren't dealing with sheets um, with unused labels, So in your manage inventory page, select the items you wish to ship with the tick boxes on the left. In the drop down, choose print item labels. From there, you can choose the number of each you wish to print and importantly, the type of label that you are using. Get that right or you'll either waste a load of labels or risk not having the products assigned to your account. Labeling up your products correctly is also important. So all products will likely already have a barcode and these need to be covered up. The easiest way is to cover it with the FN SKU label. There are a few occasions that this won't be possible, so it could be that if it won't fit without folding the barcode on the label where it covers an expiry date, when the barcode is larger than a label, or if you're packaging more than one item in a set or a bundle. In all of these cases, you should cover the original barcode with a blank label. Amazon may well relabel if you don't label correctly or don't cover the original, but it's not worth the risk. In the case that you're either selling several items as a set or a bundle, cover each individual barcode either through clever bagging or with labels, blank labels, like I said before. Importantly, the label that you're putting on needs to be visible. This may not be an issue with most products, but if you're polybagging and bundling several items into one polybag, make sure the label is easily seen through the bag or label the outside of the bag. If you're selling an item as new on Amazon, take care with the packaging as you need it to look new to the customer. If an item has arrived to you damaged, consider returning it. Also, there may be other labels on the item from the retailer you purchased from which you need to remove. Take care not to damage any packaging when you remove them. The covering small, you know, covering small tears, etc. with your label could be a solution if you do. Use a label remover where possible and they're surprisingly good. So let's think about the seller's shopping list. So a quick interlude to your prepping to cover the things that you'll need to prep the Amazon way that you need to add to your shopping list, your Amazon or your eBay basket, or have a hunt as you may have some of them already. So a printer or a thermal label printer, labels to fit your printer, 27 label A4 sheets are fairly standard for desktop printers, good packing tape and a sturdy tape dispenser, self-sealing poly bags, a label peeler and sticker remover liquid in order to remove all price and sale labels from your items, a box cutter because you will be opening up and chopping up a lot of boxes, clear tape to seal bottles or containers not already sealed, transparent circular stickers used to seal small boxes, so 30ml will do, a tape measure to measure your shipping boxes, scales, invest in some shipping scales, again you'll be glad you did, 
boxes to ship to Amazon. You'll find all of these on Amazon, of course, but I definitely shop around to see if you can get some better deals. So polybagging, when and what? So Amazon must have a polybag factory or heavy investment in the industry as they make them a big part of the prep process. <laughs> they're an essential buy, but they're not as widely used in online arbitrage as it might sound. Not all products will need it, as with the nature of sourcing for online and retail arbitrage, most items will already be packaged suitably. There are significant types of products that Amazon require to be polybagged. So first thing to consider is if the actual product is showing or you're able to touch it, polybag it. So if it's a soft toy or clothing or a bag, perhaps to protect the item, polybag it. The products you're most likely to bag up outside of this will be liquids. So the rule of thumb is a liquid needs two seals to be sent into Amazon. So a sealed lid and a sealed box would do. Even then, there's no harm polybagging anyway to be 100% confident. It's simply to avoid spillages. This protects the integrity of the product as well as avoids mess and issues during the fulfillment process. Amazon will prompt you when you're building a shipment and give you a rundown of what prep is required for different types of items. If you're super organised and want to get prepping as soon as your goods arrive, let's talk about some general guidelines for what should be polybagged. So baby products, clothing, fabric, plush or soft toys and textiles, heavily scented products, liquids as I mentioned before, Perforated packaging, so boxes with a perforation that could open or split. Powder, pellets, granular, same rules apply as liquids. And small items, so items smaller than kind of two, I don't know, like two inches-ish to avoid them going missing, basically. So polybags must be transparent except for adult products. Sealed, should fit the product as snugly as possible and the label of the product should be easy for Amazon to scan. They also must have suffocation warnings either printed on them or you should attach an appropriate label. So to get started, pick up a variety of sizes just to cover you for all eventualities and you'll soon find the sizes that you use the most. They need to be a decent quality. Amazon require thickness of 1.5mm, so not quite Ziploc thickness, but they need to be durable. A simple search for Amazon polybags will bring up plenty of options. Not necessarily requiring polybagging, though a good rule for any item if you aren't sure, bag it, are glass items. You may come across products in glass bottles or just glass products and you will need and want to protect them. Invest in a bowl of bubble wrap. This will help protect Amazon workers from broken glass, but also protect your profit. The general rule for polybagging is to think about protecting your products from damage as much as possible. Yes, Amazon can be pretty honest about warehouse damage items and issue refunds, but you won't get the profit that you're expecting because you're expecting to sell it. Now let's talk about creating a shipment to an Amazon fulfillment centre. So if you aren't planning on prepping or labelling your new inventory until you ship it to Amazon, then it will give you plenty of prompts to do so. Creating a shipment is effectively a shipment wizard with Amazon. Work through the screens and you can't go wrong. So they call it the Amazon Shipment Creation Workflow and you can access it in a couple of ways. So from the Manage FBA Shipments in your inventory drop down or from your Manage Inventory screen. So from your Manage Inventory screen, you can select the drop down on the right of any, any product and choose send or replenish inventory. Alternatively, select the items you want to send in and then with the action menu on the top left, select the same option. The workflow is a bit like a retailer checkout in reverse. So you add your items, you choose your shipping and then you send it in. You first need to make up some boxes and assess what you plan to send in to be added to your inventory because it's about making the most of the boxes that you have. So each marketplace or carrier will have its own limits and rates to adhere to and finding the most cost efficient method is your goal there because some sellers 
you know, a lot of sellers take great pride in their boxing skills. So optimizing the space in your boxes can make quite a big difference to your profit margin. So let's say you're going to go UK standard, but find out your local requirements in the confirm shipping tab further down the page. Keeping your box within the small parcel delivery limits will be the most cost effective option, which means a maximum of 15 kilograms total weight of the filled box. The maximum box dimensions is 63.5 centimetres on any side. Exceeding those will either raise a warning and prevent you going further, increase the price of your shipment significantly, or if you cheat the system, potential for adding retrospective costs to your shipment. A little bit about boxes. Amazon have a few requirements, so keep these in mind when buying or using boxes. They need to be rigid, six-sided cardboard boxes with flaps intact. Do not bag or stretch cover boxes. Avoid covering boxes in tape as they will be recycled and no metal staples or corner protectors. Similarly to prepping your items, you need to be confident that the box will protect your items. You spent money on your stocks, you don't want to lose them before you've even sent them in. So when purchasing boxes, consider the size you might use. Common sizes are all around the kind of 40 by 40 by 55 centimetre dimensions. Erring on the larger side is best practice as you can always cut a box down a little to pack it tighter. Mixing different ASINs in the same box is perfectly acceptable. It's a great way to maximise your space. But with that in mind, make a note of what you put in each box. Try and pack boxes tightly and as close to your allowed weight as possible. And this is where being organised at the start pays off as if you've labelled and bagged everything you need to, you won't need to unpack it again. So if you don't fill a box, use packing materials to fill it as you need to have it packed tightly. So either purchase some bubble wrap or packing materials or save the materials you get from your online arbitrage deliveries. Similarly with boxes, if you have a delivery of stock in a box that will be suitable to use to ship to Amazon, reuse it. Don't start adding inventory to send until you've prepared a box. Once you're ready, search for each item in the Choose Inventory to Send tab. You can do more than a box, one box in one shipment, but for your first few boxes, do them one at a time just to get accustomed to the process. If you haven't sent an item into Amazon before, you'll be prompted to add prep and label details, using the prompts and the knowledge you now have to fill that in accurately. If you're prompted to add the expiry date before you can add units, then now is the time to do so. Items that require one must have at least 90 days left when it reaches Amazon. You'll have an opportunity to print your labels if you haven't already, and then just click on pack individual units. Select your packing information and enter the box details there. If what you tell Amazon here is outside of the permitted allowance or using the sizes the sizing they've recorded for the items they think you've made a mistake, you'll get a warning. If Amazon separate your products into separate shipment boxes automatically, you have items that need to go to certain fulfillment centres. There will be information here to notify you why, and then you need to send them in a separate box. This usually means the products in question are dangerous goods or hazmat. So the next step then is to confirm the shipment when you need to. So enter the date of the shipping, so when you will have it collected or dropped off to your carrier. Select small parcel delivery. Choose your carrier, so Amazon will have a partner carrier they have a deal with for low-cost shipping, and it's recommended that you use them. You need to then agree to the terms and conditions and accept the charges and confirm. So in the UK, UPS are the partnered carrier. You can manually deliver to a drop-off point or have it collected. All you need to do is sign up for an account on the UPS website and either find your nearest drop-off point or schedule a collection from the shipping drop-down. Using the tracking number from the shipping label you're about to print, you'll get a message that your shipment has been prepaid. To finish, just print your shipping label and seal the box. Attach the label to your box so it's clear. Once it's winging its way to Amazon, you can track it in Manage FBA Shipments in your inventory menu in Seller Central. 
Now let's talk a bit about prep centres, so what they are and why. So all of a sudden over the last couple of years or so, prep centres seem to be everywhere. So whether they're kind of established centres or sellers using their expertise to branch into prepping alongside their Amazon business, there's quite a range of enterprises out there. They all offer a similar service and the advantages will be clear once you've done some manual prep. So some sellers love the prepping stage and have spent ages perfecting their process, but others, you know, loathe it. Prep centres will take the whole prepping and shipping process off your hands, but for a price, of course. So whether it's someone doing it out of their garage or a full-on team of workers in a warehouse, any logistics company you would be envious of, you won't ever have to see any of your products. So the principle is that all products you purchase online to be sold on Amazon will be sent direct to the prep centre. They'll quality control the shipment, label and prep as required and then ship to Amazon. So basically after you've sourced your products, they will do the rest of the work for you to get it to Amazon. It sounds great, but there are some things to consider. So advantages and disadvantages. So advantages, it saves a lot of time, which you can be used for sourcing more products. Less manual work for you. They're specialists in, in adhering to Amazon rules. There's no need to buy prep items and also great if you don't have much space. And then the disadvantages. You'll be relying on the prep centre schedule. So it's not necessarily, you know, on your time schedule. Obviously, there's a cost involved and it, that cost then in turn reduces your profit margin. So the main consideration for sellers, especially when starting out, is cost. Most prep centres charge per unit, some charge a monthly rate. Obviously, if you're running a successful business with products raking in at least double digit profit, a small charge per unit would be easy to absorb. But if you're not, then it might be less economical. Many sellers swear by prep centres as it gives them more time to source and do the money making bit or just enjoy life. Prep centres might appeal if you're doing, you know, you're running your business from a small one bed apartment, you might not have the space, or if you work 60 hours a week and this is a side hustle, you might struggle with time. Not all prep centres are built the same, so do some research if it's a service you might benefit from. The Facebook groups of Bible Pro and Profit Protector Pro will be a good resource for some testimonials from genuine sellers. There are a few things worth considering when choosing a prep centre. Price. Obvious, but the cheapest doesn't always mean the best. Location. It can be beneficial to have one near your your usual destination fulfilment centre or near known retailer distribution centres. Turnaround time, so how quickly they will ship your goods after receiving them. And also the warehouse capabilities. Less important at the start, but if you plan to grow your business, that will become more important. Few new sellers use a prep centre, but they can fulfil the prep process quickly and relieve a lot of the manual work involved with online arbitrage. If your circumstances mean the advantages outweigh the disadvantages, then it might be worth considering. So by now you should have all the information you need to turn your sourcing successes into Amazon inventory. Don't forget to join the BuyBot Pro and Profit Protector Pro Facebook groups where you can ask any questions you have. Getting your stock off to Amazon and into your inventory is a big step and always feels like a weight is off knowing that they will do the rest. Almost the rest. In day five, we'll talk about safeguarding your profit margin with a thorough look at your pricing and how to manage it effectively. But for now, wait for your shipments to be picked up for the next part of their journey. Thanks for listening and I'll speak to you soon. The Online Arbitrage Podcast.